Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, I have the utmost pleasure of speaking with Jalinda Wade, mother of three-time NBA champion, finals MVP, 13-time All-Star, gold medal Olympian, and future Hall of Famer, Dwayne Wade. This is another amazing episode, so let's get right to it and bring Jalinda on the show. Welcome, Jalinda, to Courtside Moms. It is an honor for me to have you here. Thank you so much for spending time with me and teaching me about you and your son, Dwayne. I am honored, and I thank you for the welcome. And uh, I couldn't think of a better subject to speak about than one of my very own, Dwayne. <laughs> That's right, amen. So Dwayne and your stories to me are so beautiful that I'm not even sure where to begin, so to be honest. So let's start with where was Dwayne born and where was he raised? Dwayne was born in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois at uh, the hospital called the University of Illinois. He was actually my only child that was born at a different hospital than my other three, three children. Um, raised on the south side of Chicago, um, basically the 59th Street area. And he was born on, uh, well, it was the 69th Street area when I was with his dad. And so was he raised in the Chicago area as well? Is that where he grew up? Yes, yes, yes. He grew up there and then after say when he got maybe like eight or nine years old, then he grew up in the South suburban area of Robbins with his father. Okay. Yeah. So how did he get involved in basketball? It, Wendy, when I, when, I, when I was looking back and thinking back on um, Dwayne's uh, role to where he's mm -hmm. at today, you know, you have to go back and you have to look at where you grew up at and the type of environment that was there. Right. And like I said, we grew up on 59th and Prairie. The environment that was there, there was not many things that was available for young black males or mm -hmm. uh, for them to do. But one thing we did have, because we stayed close to Washington Park. So we had a park where we can go through and allow him to just, you know, I, to me, I mean, I wasn't looking at it as being a pro thing. It was just that this was the sport of a time that this child can go and he can, you know, get free. So we had these big cousins that I may take them to the park or uh, we'll set on the side of the building, a, uh, one of the milk crates where they put the hole in it. And that became like a little basketball uh, for him and his little friends that was around there, just giving him something to do to stay active uh, in the neighborhood. Of course, of course. Do you remember when he started playing organized basketball at this point now? All of that came when he was staying with his father. Uh, his father always have loved uh, sports, always loved basketball, football, you name it. His dad have always been that person. 
And so uh, when he do spend time with his father, then that's what they'll do. His father take him out and let him play ball with um, uh, some of the greats I heard. He was uh, having him to play ball yes. with. He had these stepbrothers that he grew up with and they played ball together with them. So that part came from, um, from his dad and then, you know, living out there with his dad, getting involved into the grammar school and the high school that he got into. and they noticed this kid. And so that's when I really saw uh, the amazing Dwayne I saw. Aww. So he went to Harold um, L. Richard, I believe, yes. Um, yes. high yes. school, right? So tell us yes. what you know about his high school days. Well, you know, I, I remember this little, the little things that I, cause he wasn't staying with me then, he yeah. was staying with his dad. So I remember the times when he would just come by and I would sit down and ask him, you know, how's it going? Do you got a girlfriend? You know, the typical question, <laughs> mom asks her, her sons and all that. Are you still a virgin? You know, a little stuff like that to <laughs> throw out at him. But uh, to when I got a chance to see his, um, his gift, the talent that he had, when I got a chance to do that, uh, I go to the game with my daughter, my daughter Trujillo. Uh, Mom, come on to the game. Dwayne's playing. And that's when he was at Harold's uh, Richards and uh, his dad was there. Uh, his aunties and his dad's uh, wife at the time, all, you know, just a little family thing for yeah. him. And when he saw me, he just lit up because I am the favorite girl. And uh, that kid, when I saw him in Richards, when I saw him play, I knew then, oh, it's something extra about Dwayne, it was something extra. I mean, you know, he could play ball, but it was something extra that I saw there. I, I don't know if he was showing off for me or what, but whatever that thing is, it'll follow them to the lead. So yeah, yeah, I had a chance to be a part of that time of his life too. Amen. And you know what, as moms, we do see that little extra about our children. You know what I mean? Sometimes beforehand, we're like, you know what? He's special, he's already special just because he's mine, but, I see something a little bit more and I see yeah. his potential. And isn't it wonderful when other people recognize that potential too? You're like, hold on a second. You know yes. what I mean? It's <laughs> and by someone else uh, recognizing that our children have these special talents, they, 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 God will release someone in their life that'll help to take them to another level that'll show that interest in them, that'll help bring that thing up out of them that we can't do. Uh, even though his dad was a sports person, he still needed uh, whoever was next to help to keep bringing him to the level of where we are today with this, with this young man. Absolutely. I mean, his journey, like you said, it, it's beautiful when you, as a parent, when you recognize, you know what, I can only go so far. I need now someone else to step in with this experience and help my yes. child go to the next level. Because you know what? Sometimes a lot of parents just don't know that or they don't recognize that. They just figure, this is all I got. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's nice to know that, you know what I mean? You and your family, you said, okay, you know what? Dwayne needs to go further. Let's get him further. What can we do? Where can he go? So yeah. now at first, many colleges had recruited Dwayne, but they later backed out just due to his test scores. However, three colleges were still interested. So you had Marquette, Illinois State, and DePaul University. So tell us about that final decision to go to Marquette. 
Marquette really turned out to be the ones that really wanted to invest in that in my son. And um, I love Dwayne's mind. I always have loved even when he was a little boy, how he thinks. He just think things out and think things through. So um, because of some of the hesitance that he got from Illinois State or DuPaul, it made him say, well, okay, let me go to somewhere where they somebody really really see that there's something in me even though his scores were like they were i don't know we get that 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 thing might come from my side because testing always have been one of my issues as well but that we, we do so well in the in the school getting the grades and everything i mean we little geniuses here but it's in that testing place so that school was the school and i'm a very woman of faith and i believe that's what god wanted him that's right that's right. You know what? Me too. I believe that his steps were ordered the way they were ordered. Right? Girl, you know what I mean? Don't start nothing. Don't start nothing <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so his freshman year, he sat out um, to yes. get his academics to where they needed to be, yes. but he still yes. was able to practice with the team. Amen. So I think that's like sidelined, but um, Marquette was at the time in the rebuilding stage but when Dwayne finally suited up with them, he later led them to the final four, which there's a place they hadn't been since 77. So yeah. tell me about your first experience when you got to watch him play at Marquette. Oh, I remember when I went to that game, uh, not that one that took him, but when I went to the first game, actually it was when he was sitting out, Wendy. Oh. When he was sitting out, what we, you know, later you'd be able to see it, but what we were able to see is that while he was sitting out, he had good preferable vision anyway, but it became more acute. Now the coach is using him in another manner. Now he's uh, coaching, now he's sitting back on the bench. You got a chance to really study the floor and to be able to see what you possibly can be able to add. It was just so much uh, 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 jewels that was added to him while he was sitting out. And I remember going to one of the games and I was, you know, that's Dwayne Wade's mom. He's becoming this, this big guy on, on campus now. So I'm sitting back and I hear the man say, the only thing missed, the only person missing is that kid right there, Dwayne Wade. Apparently he's seen them practicing and stuff. They said, when Wade get in there, I mean, this person spoke everything that actually happened when he started playing. And when he starts playing, Dwayne comes outside of himself. And Dwayne played from an intense place to me. He plays from deep within his heart. If he got issues, he all less a part of him when he hit that flow, baby. Watch out, watch out. Wow. <laughs> I love your passion. I love it. You're saying, listen, I'm all in when it comes to my baby boy. I love it. So, oh, yeah. so Dwayne was a phenom and it was obvious he was just ready for the NBA. He decided to forego his senior year, and in 2003, he declared for the draft. So you had already witnessed him playing now NCAA, playing at Marquette. But were you ready now to see your baby play the NBA? You know, with us, and you're a mom, mm -hmm. with us, we, we don't get all... Uh, we, we still see them as our babies. We still see them as, you know, who they are. So 
Uh, our thing is, okay, that's another step for you. It's a big step. And we still want to be mama and daddy in that place. And okay, now, you know, you got to do this. You got to make sure you do this. You got to do that because it is a big step for them. I didn't really get it yet. How big it was, uh, even how it was going to be for me as watch it. Cause you know, I didn't go to the draft. I watched him on TV right. and sitting there watching him on TV and watching them call his name and seeing him go up there and to stand with his hat and have the baby. And I, that's when it hit me and I just started crying. I said, my God, look where he's at. I, I went, I prayed, I got on my knees, I prayed to God. I just thanked him for ordering his steps, for the plan that he had for his life. I can't tell you all the stuff that was coming up out of me, <laughs> but I was so humble and I was so grateful that he made it. This kid, he's a grown man today, but the, I, I was calling him a kid. This kid saw this uh, as being a part of what he wanted to do uh, when everybody was doing their own thing. When I was doing my thing, dad doing his thing, everybody here and there. But Dwayne saw bigger than that. He saw himself there. He even spoke it. He even wrote it down in high school and that thing came to pass. So yeah, it was a, it was, it turned into a big thing, but at first it was just like, okay, okay. You know, I'm a little nervous. He's going to a new place, but that's the mom thing. He's going to a new place. I was nervous when he went to eighth grade. I was nervous <laughs> when he went to high school. I was nervous when he went to college. So that's just a place that you go as a parent, when they go into a new place, you become protective. What's, what's going to happen to them up there? Who's all these people? And, but it's all a part of the ride. It's all a part of the journey. It's all a part of the high, the euphoria that we get into as their parents as well. Oh, I love it. And it's so true because as a parent, you know, you sit back and you look at this experience and you're like, my kid made it. This is my child. Like he did what he spoke to it and he did it. He's living through it. And that is something that is just, to me, is glorifying. Because you're like, wait, hold yeah. on a second. This is my baby. When you're turning on the TV, when you're sitting in the stands, when you're walking down the street and you hear people talk and you're like, that's, they're talking about my son. <laughs> oh my God, you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's something that I don't, for me personally, I don't know if I could ever get used to that. I don't, I don't. I just like shocked because like you said, our we babies don't. are our babies. No. Yes, no. yes, no. we don't, we don't. So how about when um, when he got drafted, you know, he went to Miami. That's right. Uh, that was interesting how he got there. Uh, if, you, if you know the story, you'll know that while he was at Marquette and they was in the final four and they was playing Kentucky Wildcats. Mm -hmm. And actually they defeated the Kentucky. Kentucky had a, a, a perfect record. And here comes this Marquette team with this kid, Dwayne Wade on there, <laughs> and they defeated it. And that got the attention of the owner, I mean, of the coach of the Miami Heat, which ah. was Pat Riley. That's and right. Pat Riley, because he's a Kentucky Wildcat. So he <laughs> want to know who is this kid that came in there and broke the record. And so it had them to uh, put their eyes on him and they actually went for him. He's seen more development that he can do with them, but it had them to say, we want this kid. So now here we are. 
down here in Miami. Dwayne plays his first season and Dwayne is Dwayne, outside of Dwayne, learning all these new techniques. And we're riding in a car, getting this uh, firsthand treatment. And I look and somebody got on a jersey and on the back of the jersey, it said, Wade. I said, what? <laughs> People wearing this jersey with us. I mean, it was just so exhilarating. It was mind blowing that these people had his name on the back of their, they was wearing them faithfully. It was, it was just Absolutely. a crazy experience. I'm still blown away by it. I'm still blown away. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to ask you, what was that like for you when you're sitting in the arena and you see people, like you said, wearing your baby's jerseys, they're holding up Dwayne Wade signs and they're losing their minds, they're chanting. And you're like, this is, this is my child. Like, 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 where does that take you as a mom? You're like, wait, hold on a minute. Like, for me, it just blows my mind away. It really does. But where does that take Jalinda? It takes me right back to the altar where I go and I just, you know, look up and I just, every time, you know, most of the time, it's like they put the camera on me, they'll see me like this, where I'm just steady praising God and thanking God for gifting me with such an amazing son. Cause you know, when he was born, I heard uh, the word blessing. I'd had no idea what it meant. I, I don't know, I said, what well, is that what, you know, I suppose to name him cause we didn't have a name for him. So I didn't know, I just heard blessing. And uh, when, uh, and I had three girls. And so I remember coming out of that uh, room cause I had to have him a C-section and I asked the doctors, I said, well, what, 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 what did I have? They said, a oh, boy. And I remember saying, oh, wow. So to me, okay, maybe that's it. That's the blessing. But when we look at the overall picture of his life, Wendy, the blessing part is, is what I was being told at that moment is he's going to be a blessing to not only you, because I brought him through you, but to many, to the world. And that's what God does. He gives our sons to the world and daughters for the WNBA moms. He gives them to the world. And what do we have to learn how to do? Share them, share them with the world. Because they love them all over the world. They love our babies all over the world. Their names are being whispered. People are naming their kids after our babies. It's amazing, man. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. I actually know people who have named their children after athletes, after professional basketball players or NFL players. And it's so funny yeah. because that shows that impact that they have on yes. fans. And they're saying, you know what? This is the person that I want to model. I want my child to be modeled after. You know, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is this person is showing goodness. And I want my baby to 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 replicate that goodness. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So his 14 years with Miami Heat were thrilling, to say the least. He had three oh. NBA championships with his team in 2006 alongside Shaq. Um, Dwayne was the NBA final MVP. And then again, he became a champion in 2012 and 13 with LeBron and Chris. So he yes. had so many victories during his era, despite the human aspect of everything when you go through human issues real life issues i'm saying hardships injuries and all that how 
did you see him grow and develop through these years just to become who he is now? Oh, I love that question um, because I remember every time I would write him or text him um, when he was playing, and even today I still tell him how I'm just so humbled and amazed at um, the type of man, uh, the kind of man he's becoming because he's steady, always becoming. I remember him saying to me this summer, you know what, Ma? I realize we don't live in a perfect world. He said, but we can create perfect moments. And that's what Dwayne had been doing practically all of his life, creating them perfect moments, understanding the world in which he lived in. And I just thought that was just such a deep place for a person to be able to go, to be able to see, uh, you know, to see past what's in his presence. Let's, let's make this perfect, this moment right here. You know, just like with you and your baby, you know, I mean, everything could be going on around them, but hey, Ma, come over. We're going to we're going to have a little dinner, this and that. They don't created a perfect moment in a chaotic world or in chaotic environment because our babies, let's be real. They go. I mean, it's not like people see them. They fans, they see them just playing. But it's a lot. It's a lot of work they got to do with their bodies. It's a lot of work they got to do with their minds. They got to watch their hearts. They got to watch you in their ear. So it's a constant thing for them as well. It's not just what people see. We know behind the scene that their growth and to become they got they go through some things. They're, 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 they're becoming like my son. He's, he's he's an activist. Always have had a voice to speak out, you know. And a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people say what they say about our kid, but you know what? He still believe in standing in what he believe in. He believe in standing in a place, uh, uh, the, the world found out that my grandbaby, uh, Zaya, uh, was a trans, is a transgender, you know? And, and instead of turning his back and walking away from her and walking away from where his baby was at, what did he do? He did something that a lot of people don't even understand. There's this word, it's called agape. Agape means unconditional love. So what he did, he used an agape love. Agape to me, which I tell people because still, I'm still this teacher of the word or whatever, to me is loving beyond your understanding. I don't have to understand why you're like this to stop me from loving you. And when I saw that in my own child, he just humbled me. And it's like I heard him, I heard the spirit say, that's a gap day. Loving your child, loving people that's different, that you don't understand beyond your understanding. So that he, he constantly, constantly amazes me on this man that he have become and that he's steady becoming. Right. To me, a gap day love is unconditional love. And yes. I see this in you with your family. And I see how that trickles down with Dwayne and his. And you know, when we look at what we give our children, you know what I mean? Like you're saying the agape love and things that we teach, these are the things that we want to pass on and they actually catch and use it. So it's, I just love, anyways, I'm just, I'm just all about love anyway, that's just Wendy. So. <laughs> I picked that up when I first met. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Actually, it's funny because I met Dwayne years ago for like three seconds. My son, um, he went undrafted and then um, he spent the summer, the end of the summer until October 1st before he got waived with the Miami Heat. 
And I remember sitting at the game and I was like, there's Dwayne Wade. I was losing my mind. And then, <laughs> then at the end of the game, we went to the locker room and he was standing there and I'm just like, hi. and it was so funny because yes and I was like wow like you know what I mean because for me this was really my first now mom NBA experience now you know what I mean so I'm in the room and I'm like we're on the locker room I'm in the family room and I'm just like wow and I'm looking at the players and I'm looking at them differently now because now I'm looking at them as somebody's child I wasn't looking at them as the player I just saw on the court you know what I mean I'm mama so I'm going in I'm like wow Kim and I'm talking to my son about all the players and then we go in the parking lot and we're looking at all the cars and we're talking about where they are and where he was aspiring to be so that time that he spent there although it was short-lived and he was later waived and he went to play for um their g league team um sky force in in uh, south dakota it still was an experience for him yes yes you know what i mean so so he spent a little time with Dwayne, you know, so I love the fact that he was actually able to learn from legends. He's able to learn, you know what I mean? Because everybody, I always tell my kids, everybody you you encounter with in life, they teach you something. You know what I mean? That's it's 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 True. it's an experience, whether it's a negative experience or a positive experience, it's positive how you embrace impact. it. It's yes. how you embrace it, what makes the difference, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah. So let's talk about your baby as an Olympian. He played with Team USA three times where he won the bronze twice. And then alongside LeBron James, uh, Jason Kidd, Carmelo Anthony, they brought home the gold in 2008, I believe. So what was that like for you to have your son represent your country and then win a championship on such a global stage? Once again, seeing that um, you know, I guess, I don't know, I, I, I hear a lot of people hear this, but I heard that his life was so much bigger than basketball. I used to hear that in my, in my spirit. And just to constantly see the, the climb or the elevation that was happening with his career, or wh- where he was at, it was, it was always a place, once again, where it took me to the altar. And I'm like, whoa, wow, bless you, thank you, God, you know what I mean? What's next? You know, keep me prepared for what's next. And always keeping him covered. Always keeping, I believe in that. And, and I, I'm, I do it right here today. I, I covered the whole family, but I kept him specifically covered in the places in which he was being elevated to that no, no, dark, no harm or danger come to him. No physical, uh, he don't experience no physical hurt that would end his, um, his career. Nobody get them some of them injuries and his mind stay open. So listen, I believe that the more like in the Olympian, the more that that takes them to a different country now, that takes them to a different place. So the more they see, the more his mind popped, the more his mind expand, the more he was like, wow. Now he done saw past the little block neighborhood that he done come from. And he's already now sitting up on this, uh, standing on this platform with his other uh, uh, peers. And they're uh, giving once again of their gift and their talent that God gave our babies and they're giving it to now other people, other countries all over the world. It, it was just such a great, great time. I remember uh, the time when they celebrated it in Chicago with Oprah. And um, I, I, just like you said, you was with Dwayne. That's how I was with Kobe Bryant. I'm like, that's cool. You know, and I'm like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Do you mind if I take a picture with you? Yeah. 
<laughs> just, you know, breath that, you know, because this Kobe Bryant, you know, and, and he, oh, come on, mom, you know, just, just such a sweet, sweet young man. Like you said, once we get on that other side, we don't see him as, you know, like fans may see him. We see him as uh, somebody's child. We see him, we, we see a side of them that the world don't get a chance to see, you know, uh, you know, cause some people can be mean to our kids, you know? So we, we see That's something. so true. Yeah. You know, what's funny. You say that when you see somebody and you really, you're like, they inspire you and you want to take a picture with them, but you don't know what how to ask. That is how I felt when I met you. So <laughs> when we were in Chicago, after we were leaving, I remember you and I were walking down the hallway and we got on the elevator together and we're by the door. And I'm like, I just listened to the best testimonial I've heard in years. And this beautiful woman right here, I'm like, this is a moment. And for me, I was like, she inspires me so much. And I kept saying, I have to take a picture. I have to take a picture. And I remember talking to you about the show. And I remember saying, I would love for you to come on Courtside Moms. Yes. yes. And you said, here is my phone number and call me. And I said, okay, yes, I'll never forget that moment. And I remember taking that picture in between the two doors when we were waiting for the Uber. And, <laughs> and for me, that meant everything to me. So I'm thanking you because, you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying when you were like, you were Kobe and you see these, you're like, wow, these people inspire me. But for me, you're an inspiration. You oh, really, you. truly are an inspiration to me. I, I love what you do. I love your road and your path and where you are. I, to me, you represent strength, like the mm. divine strength. So thank you because you're that example that, that a lot of people should know about. So oh. for me, I'm like, oh, God love you. I was like, mm. so, <laughs> can you gonna make me cry? I'm gonna make me cry, so let me stop. So. <laughs> To me, your son represented greatness on the court. When you sat amongst witnesses and witnessed how much love and respect people have for your son. I know we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but when you see them wearing the jersey, when you see them um, talking about your son, when you're, I don't know, when you're watching videos, when you're, whatever, like whatever you see from the outside world, when they're talking about Dwayne, what does that do to you emotionally? I don't, it makes me feel proud um, to hear the, the, the positive, the people that speak positive about him, um, how they're still able to see, even though he's on a, a scale that they feel like, because some people feel like it's unreachable, they still see his humbleness. Um, they still see, you know, this, this, this difference in this kid, you know what I mean? And so it makes me feel as a mom, it makes me feel, um, you know, very happy, very enthused that he still can portray such an image to, uh, to the people that's in the neighborhood and they don't look at him as being a God. Now it's some now that I have had to correct and I let them know only thing I need you all to think about is that they have parents, they have grandparents, they have family. So be careful what you say out your mouth because you never know who's around. You know, I had to 
correct a few people because I am his mom. And whether pastors own it or not, I'm still his mom. And they would say a few people did tell me, you know, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. I see, I just, you know, I know this is a game, but you know, all that there now. You ain't gotta say all that about it. <laughs> you, know, you know how we are. Come on now, we mom. Oh, of you course. Know. Well, there's a couple of times I was like, bite my tongue, bite my tongue, please bite my tongue. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> and my son would just look but, at me. <laughs> but one time, you know, and then you know what? I did that before too. I turned around and I looked and somebody said, that's his mother. And uh, they said, excuse me. I said, you know, <laughs> but, but just to, you know, just in, in both areas, we get both areas when yeah. it comes to our children. We get both areas as parents when it comes to our babies, because that's what they are to us. They are our babies. I understand that, you know, you're a fan and they this and that to you, but they are, they still are babies. You know what I mean? They're not perfect. They, they give, you don't know, they giving these games, everything they got, you know what I'm saying? They going in this thing. You don't know if they going in, they feel not feeling well that day, but they still go out there and they give it what they got. You know, it. so it. It, it, I don't know. I just, his whole life, everything he experienced, it just keeps me in a, that's God keeping me in a humble place. Yeah. I definitely sit humble with him. You know, I, I'm always amazed at what he does. You know, what, what's next, Dwayne? What's next? <laughs> he coined this, I love this here. Um, he said, I always shoot for what's deemed impossible always had a vision that kid always had a bit even when he was five six seven he always had a vision even though the neighborhood we lived in it was drug infested it was gangbang it was everything but this kid saw outside of that he didn't see that he always shoot for what's deemed impossible and that's something that we can share with our with our with our young people you know something we can share with people all over the world especially young athletes coming up you know, let them know, shoot for what seemed impossible. What's going to happen if you, if you shoot for it, you know, you, yeah. you might make it, you know what I mean? It's true. You it's might true. Make it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make it if you don't try. If you don't try. So that's it. To, to me in life, if you want something, you manifest it, you go after it and you do it. You know what I mean? Do your, it. your yes. efforts is what makes a difference. Yes, and yes. I try to tell my boys all the time if it's you know if it's in here, then get it out of there, because it's Ooh, you know what I mean. Like you know what I mean. I get like it out, that. get it out. And and my boys just look at me at times. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? And I say, okay, if, if it's in your brain, get that on paper, and then actually actually execute it, because mm. it's not going to go anywhere. Come on. And you know what I mean? And they do. And I look at my yeah. kids now and I'm so proud of them both. And I'm like, you guys actually took your own vision and you grew it. I said, it's like a plant. You watered it and it blossomed. It couldn't have blossomed if you didn't water it. Oh, and I just sit back and I look at them and I say, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm mom, but you have to start your own journey. You have to, you have to grow your own journey. I can't speak for you. I can't do these things. Okay. Okay. So that's good. I, yeah. I think as us as moms, you know what I mean? That's our nurturing yeah. that yeah. we give to our babies. And I just, for me, like I, I look at what our kids do, you know what I mean? Dwayne's out there in the world and he's a public figure. Yes. You know what I mean? People look at him like he has to be perfect a hundred times, a hundred percent of the time he has to be perfect. You know what I mean? And fans aren't always that nice or people aren't always that nice or jealousy or hatred that our children are faced with. It's so sad because they're no different than anybody else. 
You know what I mean? So I look at the public and sometimes and I'm like, you know what, you gotta you gotta just slow it down. Like I like to speak to what you were just saying, I, I was at a game and I think it was an Orlando Magic game, and there was his father and son, and they were just reaming into the players. Oh, he's not good and he sucks, and all these oh and I had to tap him on his shoulder and I said, Excuse me, sir. I said, This is they those guys on the court, I said, they're somebody's child. I said, just like this is your child right here. I said, oh, yeah. they're all somebody's child. And he was so surprised and he just looked at me and he said, I'm sorry, ma'am. He says, you're absolutely right. I don't know yeah. if he knew that yeah. Kem was my son. I don't think he knew. I didn't matter. I just did. I would have probably done it no matter where I was. Yes. Yes. It was just it was just too much. And what I was looking at was the influence he was having on that little boy sitting next to him, which was clearly his. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, hopefully I saved a child. But anyway, <laughs> so. At that moment, you know, that moment mattered. You know, yeah. that moment mattered. But when when you, you know, decide, you know what, I'm going to say something. And you didn't just say yours. You said all of them. Yeah. Every last one of them. You know, yes. they, they're somebody's children. And then I loved how you used, because you had your child right here. You know what I mean? That was a perfect scenario, whether you know it or not. So that was a perfect moment. Maybe if the dad didn't hear, maybe that kid did. Yes. Yes, no. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's what matters because you realize, huh, maybe that could be me one day. He's hmm. not going to want to have 18,000 people standing behind them saying that he's a bad player or or whatever, right. whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody wants that. Our boys do the best they can on the court every single night. People don't realize the physical strain that it do takes you know on their boys. You know, our boys also um, deal with, like I said, that world, people look at it as being it's so easy. They get paid, blah, 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 this and that. Our sons also have to deal with what they call them, stalkers. Mm -hmm. People that, that I mean, become so um, um, engrossed with them that they they see a relationship, they see this, they see, they have to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Their lives can be, their lives be in danger a lot of time. But do the people in the stands know that? Do they think about that? No, it's about... I paid my money to, to get in here and watch this game and he works for me now or she works for me now. That's yes. the mindset that a lot of them have got in, but they don't they don't have no understanding or idea like yourself, myself, and I know many other moms behind the scene. This is what we at, baby. We That's praying. Right. We covering it. ours because That's we understand it. that you you can get so angry where you would try to hurt my child. So I got to pray on you. I got to pray for you that you can curb that thing. You know, it's so much since Dwayne been in the league. It's so much that I learned. It's so much that I saw. It's so much that I heard. Since sitting in them stands or uh, listening to somebody talk or somebody come telling me uh, something when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't understand why they're like that. And they'll come and share it with me. And I'm like, wow, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. So we we have to, as, as moms, uh, parents, we have to stay um, not in their lives, be, like, I love how you said you step back and say, okay, now you guys got to work your vision, water it. Put the, you know, a lot of parents don't let their kids go to do that. But that's great that you was the type of mom to step back and do that. Because we have a place, we have a place to be in their life, not to be overwhelming, overburdened, or uh, I don't like, uh, I don't like to do, do, for instance, it might be the female that they chose. I don't like the female you chose. Who in the heck is we? Not yeah. like they chose, you know what I mean? But you have yeah. some that do that. But our place is to be supportive, as you said, yes. to be there. 
to use that nurturing moment. I remember my baby used to come when he used to play, he'll uh, come up to the room I was in because I used to stay in the hotel that he's at. And uh, when he come, he knew what that was about. He came for prayer. People didn't know that, you know, and I all him from his head to his toe. I touch his feet. I touch his hand. That's yes. how we did it. You know, that's how we rolled every, basically every game that I was at. When people seen him run over there to me when I, I'd be on the floor, I knew my position. I knew my, my place as his mom, my place when, he, when we hugged, I was praying. I was speaking prayer in his ear and I was releasing back out there. Now you go and you do you, simple as that. You know, that's was, that was my position. That was my place as a mom. You know, I don't have to, you don't have to see me doing all this other fantastic thing. That right there meant so much more to him than it meant if I was to go and do something uh, uh, totally. That was amazing to him. Just having his mother to be there and to pray for him, to cover him, to believe yeah. in him. Yeah. That's right. Because of what, what they deal with. A lot of players don't have that. They so don't. They don't. And he's blessed to have a mother who believes. And she's like, come here. I got you. You know what I mean? Come to me. I got you. And let me just whisper this in your ear. Because you know what? That's the reminder that he needed. And he knew. That's why he went. Yeah. You know what I mean? He went. He knew who to look for. He's like, hold on, hold on. You know, everybody's, you know, he's like, thousands of people are there. And he's like, nah, let me zone in. There's my mama. Yeah. <laughs> there she is. And he's like telling the world, back up hold on. This is where I'm zoning in. This is where I'm going because I'm going to get fulfilled. I need that. I, this is what I need because at the end of the day, that's where it all starts. Right? So I just love that. I tell my son all the time, you got to learn to block the noise and remember that you're still human. Mm. So when you're in the world, you have to show the world that you're not an object. Mm. You're a person because people will remind you quickly, like you were saying, you know what I mean? They're just objects. They're just players. I pay my money and my whatever I pay to come to this game. You better perform. And I yeah. said to my, I tell my kids all the time, show the human side of you, not the object, because then people are going to treat you. You teach people how to treat you, period, end of story. And, and he was always like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it. And I said, humble yourself because my son's very humble. He's very quiet. He's just in the world doing what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I keep yeah. saying that's something that you want people to know about you because people just know you as a player. And yeah. this is why this is why for me courtside moms exist because I want people to understand who our kids are as people and not only as players. Yeah, we talk about playing and but I don't really get into deep into stats and all that because to me that's not what matters. For me, I want to know Dwayne through mama's yeah. eyes. That to me speaks volumes over i already know who he is as a player if i want to you know what i mean i already know if i want to know his stats i'll just go on google and i'll just look it up <laughs> you know what i, I mean love, but I as a person i only know that through you i only know that you know what i mean when spending time and 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 saying you know what give, give me the truth because you ain't gonna get it from nobody else you know what i mean <laughs> mamas we tell the truth we say I, what I, it is i would i would uh by you saying that our Children, they love that and they need that. They need somebody who's not, uh, and I heard my son say this out his own mouth. Uh, Mom, if I, uh, that's before he you know, got married again and all this stuff, but it was mm -hmm. like, if I, if I need the truth, if I you know, wanna hear, she said, I come to you, you gonna tell me. Because mm -hmm. he said, it's, it, it became a concern for him, especially when he first get in, because the people around him, he said, eh, you, know, you know, you got too many yes people, you know, mm -hmm. even though you know, that what you're doing should be checked. 
you know, it's okay, it's okay, all because he said uh, they might think I'm going to cut up, you know, they're going to get cut off or they're going to be able to be in the, the in crowd, this and that. So they need somebody and they need a place that they can go and they can hear the truth. Okay, lay it out at me, give it yeah. to me. They need that. And then, then what you're supposed to do or what I do as a parent, then I trust them with the truth. I trust them to do what they're going to do. I don't tell them what to do. I just trust them to make the decision on it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's our, that's our role. That's, we got to be there. We got to be there for our children. Oh, yeah. Not only Dwayne, you know, I got three more others. I got three daughters, Deanna, Keisha, and Trujillo have to be there for them that's girls right. when they need, when they need truth. Because one thing, um, that we do. I, I believe in truth. My daddy said before he passed, he said, Joseph, he called me Joseph. He said, you don't have a bone in your chest. You done told the world about everything you done done because I had a radio broadcast. But I said, well, dad, I believe in just being upfront. My, you know, uh, when God took my son to the NBA, well, eventually somewhere along there, my life became uh, an open book but it was an open book for the positive. How can I take this, what I experienced, and how can I bring this thing now on the platform that he mm -hmm. gave my son and use it now to help build up somebody else? Even in the league, people come in the league, they got issues too, yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. So even in the league, anybody I can help. Hey, you want me to pray for you? I pray for you. You need my testimony? I got a testimony for what? What do you need? You know, that's, the role that I was called to put, to carry as uh, God decided to put our children there. It's not just about them. It's so much bigger than them. Like you, look what he's doing. He had given you a platform to use courtside moms. I think that is powerful. When you told me about it, I thought that was powerful. And now that you really express it, I see it as a place you said to get to know the individual. I can go and Google stats. I want to know the person. I love that. And they can, and now they can hear about the intimacy really of, or the human part of our children. Yes. I love that, Wendy. Yes. That's amazing. I love that you're doing oh, That's Thank amazing. you so much. Thank you. And I, I felt that with you when we were speaking about it, because I remember saying to you, you know what? I said, I just heard you. I heard you speak. I was like, Oh my God, I love this woman. Like right away, because when I walked in there, I wasn't sure who you were until you started speaking. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's hear this story. And from that day, I said, this woman here is inspirational to me. I said, this woman here, nothing can touch her. And that's for me how I see you and moms, I believe that we have to help each other because we all yes. go through different struggles, right? People just say, oh, you're an NBA mom. Oh, you must be great. And you must have all this money. You must shop and you do all these things. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're human what? too. Yeah. yeah, we're human too. So for me right away, I was like, I can learn from Jalinda. I can learn from all the other moms that we were with that day. I was like, I can learn from all. And that's what brought me to the all-stars that we um that year in 2020 um i needed to learn i needed to network i needed to fellowship i wanted to be somewhere where i can be amongst like women yeah. that can explain to me more about the world and more about them and i realized they're human just like me because i thought yeah. you know when you go in you feel like you're the outsider i'm yeah. the only one who has problems i'm the only one i'm like nah and i sat amongst everybody and i'm like wow and was such a beautiful thing so for me again yeah. i'm saying to you, thank you for bringing forth what you did and just letting everybody understand truth 
Because that's exactly what you brought, truth. And you woke up the world, let me tell you. So God bless you. Thank you. So let's talk about Dwayne's retirement. When that decision came for him to retire, what did you think he would miss the most about playing basketball? I thought really he'll miss basketball, you know, yeah. <laughs> I remember, and it's interesting you bring that up because, um, you know, he, he called me, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, got me down, had me come to Miami. I went down to Miami and he said, I'm coming to send a car to get you. No, he came to get me when he mm-hmm. just want to be in him. He'll come and get me. So he came and got me and took me to this real nice place. And, um, so we're talking and he said, uh, so, you know, I'm thinking about retiring, you know, and I let him talk, talk. I'm, I'm a good listener. And then I said, you think you're ready for it now? Do you think you have, you know, really missed the sport? He said, when it came to him a few years earlier, he realized that, yeah, he would miss it. He said, but now I feel like I done gave, and these is his words, I done gave it all I can right now. I don't, so he didn't get free just physically because physically, oh, it wears on our baby's body. Financially, whether people know it or not, it wears in their pockets because they have to keep these bodies uh, 100. They got to keep it up, you know, and mentally, you know, they, they think our children are so free. Our children have to practice they got to go home they got to get rest they got to so they, they're always in their mind so it's always something that's going on with them when my baby made that said that this was it he this was the time I knew he had came he had got peace and came to grips with this season is up for me and he had already launched his vision because he already saw life after basketball before he even got to that point it was about making it there so he already saw it but he knew this here he said i don't have no more more else to give mom and i had to accept it love him in it now i didn't know that i love that sport so much i i I guess it's the the camaraderie of it or just being in the round in the in the atmosphere of it because that's what you know he gave me or i got when i used to go to the games and uh i didn't realize i had missed it until he wasn't playing anymore so it sort of was a little hard for me, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm back in, you know, every time I get in there, like he said, I'd be like, I'm going crazy. What I do, I just <laughs> like excitement. I'm like, I jump up and down, I turn around, I do whatever it is, what I do because I enjoy the excitement and I enjoy the other children, the other young men that's yeah. in there. You know, I love them and I love to see them attain to um, what they, um, um, the place that they they have reached, the place that they have arrived in the NBA, just to see them college. I love all of them. Just oh, all yeah. of them. Me too. Yeah. I, I love what's like I, I talk to my son all the time about what would you do when you what would you do when you retire? And for him, it's like it's hard for them to see life after basketball, right? Basketball. But one thing, like I look at Dwayne and I look at my son, and I believe that there are people that will just teach the next generation. That's what they're there for. Because my son, like he does camps, he does all these things and he and he, he likes it because he loves to teach children. He's like, I'm here, you could be here too. Hmm. And for me, I look at Dwayne and his path, what he's been doing since, it's relatively, you know what I mean? It's the same thing in my eyes. So I want to yeah. get to that. But before I do, 
Dwayne has impacted the lives of many people. You demonstrated to him how he had impacted your life by presenting him with a purple robe where you mentioned that that color meant royalty and he represented royalty to you. Oh, to me, that actually had me tearing. Can you please share that initiative and that moment? Ooh, well, you know, it took me back to that moment, Wendy. I was so emotional that day. Um, Dwayne, the love and the relationship that I, that him and I have is beyond words I can share with people. Uh, without getting in my, really in my past and in my life, because it's a, always a platform. Um, I, you know, went down a road that I was not there with him 100, you know, as a mom should have been. But I was there with him 100 as a mom should have been, as he expresses to me. And to give him the role signified his belief in me. He believed in me once life started looking clear for me. And once the decision got made that this is the call that I'm getting ready to answer. And that young man said, go forward, mom, because he believed in me. So to give that robe to him and what he symbolized to me and what he symbolized to the God that I serve, that was the most, really the, the most valuable gift that I believe I had for him at that moment, that and my love. And so when I presented, if you noticed, he leaned over to me and he was like, mom, forgive yourself. He told me, forgive myself. It's okay. I love you. Baby, that's when you seen crying like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yes, he's that to me. He's, 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 he's royalty to me. He's, He's special to God, you know, that's just, that, that was just all that I had to give. Cause you know, you, you look at our kids and some people say, well, they got everything, but I ask God, well, what can I give him? What can I give him that don't even cost some money? Cause I, that's his money, it ain't no mine. Yep. What can I give him? And that's what, you know, I, I was chosen to give him that, that Pacific robe. That was the first robe I wore, matter of fact, when I went in, walked in, and went had my uh, first church service, he was there. He cut the ribbon and everything. That was the first robe I wore. I gave yes. it to my baby. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes, I I seen a little bit of that, um, and where he spoke, and he said that you are his hero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. And he's shown admiration for you. And despite your challenges you face, he always knew that you were a woman, you were a woman of, you've loved your children. So when you look back at Dwayne's journey from him being a little young boy to who he is today, what is something that you admire about him? How he, he had the ability to just, he had the ability to live outside of distraction and his environment and live that perfect world in his mind and execute it. I, I, I just admire that about that person. He's, 
He's just amazing. How can you do that? You know, we got, I mean, trust me, he had a lot of distractions, a lot going on in Dwayne's world that they didn't know about, but here he was living in his little perfect world that he was creating while all this was going on behind him in order to not allow it to stop him from getting to the places that he wants to get to, the strides that he wants to strive for. Amazing. See, for me, that says he stood in the same strength that you stood in. Mm. That is something that, to me, you gave to him. You're saying, I'm this strong, and this is what I'm giving to you. You stand, and you build, and do what you got to do. And wow. as we're talking, this is what I'm like, wow, Jalinda, that's what you gave your baby. Maybe without knowing, because sometimes we give our kids all these attributes, and we have no idea. We don't mm -hmm. know how they feed off of us. Wow. You know what I mean? Like when I was speaking to my son, like you were saying earlier, they come to us for the truth. And when my son asks me questions, sometimes I look at him and I said, don't ask me what you're not ready for the answer for now. And then he looks <laughs> it's like, cause I'm going to tell you the truth. And he stops. And I said, are you ready for the truth? And he says, yeah, mom, give it to me. And I give it to him. Yes. And that makes us stronger. And it's funny cause sometimes you'd be like, uh, I disagree. And he'll walk off. Do you, I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> what I feel. And yeah. there's times he's come back, you are so wrong. Or there's times he's come back and he's like, I can't do this without you, mom. He says, because I know <laughs> you, you got oh. my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's the strength uh, that as moms that we give our babies, because that is so important, right? Wow, that's powerful. <laughs> when players speak of your son, they often mention his many accomplishments. We, Come on now, your baby got a million accomplishments. God bless him. They've said he was a player who was quick on his feet. I mean, Shaq used to call him Flash. Flash. <laughs> they said he was difficult to guard. He was a great shooter. One of the best players in the world. One of the greatest players of all times. These are things that players have said about Dwayne. But as mom, how do you describe this same man? I describe him as a man who, when he's on a mission to do something, he's gonna accomplish it by any means necessary. He's a man who wants, he likes to win. He's competitive. He loves that. And when you doubt him, you don't just let a match up under him. And you better watch out. Cause he's been, <laughs> he's finna go all he he know how to go in. We always said it was another, it's another level that he can go to. And not all players have that, in all honesty. But he can reach down inside of him, girl and go to this other level and you'd be like holding on to your seat. Like, what is that? Where did that come from? He said, I have no idea. <laughs> but he had the ability to do that. Of course. So I remember I used to tell him, you take my breath away every time I watch you. Even in life outside of this basketball, he mm -hmm. still yet got the ability to take my breath away. Wow. Watching him operate outside of a perfect world, making perfect moments for him and his family. That's right. That's Ooh. right. Don't you love how our boys 
prove to us that they're more than just athletes. Yeah. You know I mean, they're showing us that I'm Dwayne. Yeah, I'm great on this court, but I'm also great off the court. Off the court. So that brings me to after basketball, so many retired players choose different paths. Earlier this year, Dwayne purchased a minority ownership stake in the Utah Jazz franchise. I personally love when players show interest in the business side of the sport that they love so much. And now they can bring their on-court skills, they can bring their off-court skills and knowledge to the table, to these franchises. In your opinion, what do you think Dwayne will bring to the Utah franchise? They're going to get a mature, well-rounded Dwayne. Someone who done already went through, I told you his experience in college, where he sat a whole season. So these the, the preferable vision that he have, he can see things that a lot of players can't see. Also, the compassion side that players need is in this well-rounded Dwayne. Also, the business side that he done learned as he done grew up the ladder is in this co-owner, this person, Dwayne. And so he brings all of that, all that he have become to a team of young guys, to a staff, to owners, just sit in a room with them and just allow him who can see things past what's in front of him, just allow him to open his mouth and speak. Allow him to, a lot of them don't interact with the guys. He said, he told them, I gotta interact with them. I gotta have that. And so that's why you see the big brother or the big daddy Dwayne out there, that side of him being used as well, talking to his, his, his guys, his, 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 uh, he understand that, you know, we're not friends, but we can be friendly as we do this, because I can't be your friend and be your boss too. I, we can be friendly yeah. as we do this thing. And it works for a perfect, perfect marriage. He have a perfect marriage with the Utah. God bless him. So I'm proud of of I'm course, proud. of course. And, and I love that vision for him. And I love where he recognized, you know what? I don't have to leave the world of basketball. I can still be here and I can teach yeah. and I can do more. I, I, I've lived this experience. That's his testimony. He's saying, I'm taking my testimony now and I'm doing good with it. And I'm, I'm paying this forward for other players so that they can, they can live what I've lived. I can, it's like sharing, you know what I mean? He's like, Hey, I did this now. Let's let's, let me bring what I, what I have and let's mush it with your life. And, and you know what I mean? And see what good you can do with that. So to me, I just love the fact that he stayed within the industry and is yes. just flourishing and using his skills. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of players. You never know what they're going to do when basketball ends. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and we want them to still be around. We want them yeah. to still live you know what I mean? It, to me, it breaks my heart sometimes when we find out the players are broke or they spent all their money or they're gone or they're not doing anything with themselves. It's like, no. You know what I mean? So Dwayne yeah. says, no, is I'm a businessman now. You know what I mean? I was the athlete. 
now I'm going to be that one who's going to look, you know what I mean? Look and take care of the players and, 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 and build himself and build his franchise. So good luck to him with that. Hey man, thank you. <laughs> I remember a few months ago I was online and I saw that you were doing a live video and it piqued my interest. So I tuned in and you were full throttle talking about better me, better health. Please share that with us all. And what does that mean to you? Um, Wendy, I'm 66 years old. And my journey have taken me in some roundabout places, mountains, valleys, hills. And in the midst of the places that I traveled, uh, I developed um, uh, diabetes, uh, my call to ministry, diabetes, my call in ministry, high blood pressure, my call in ministry, uh, just overall unhealthiness, but yet still operating in my call in ministry. And um, taking care of my mom, who was a uh, dementia person, uh, mom wound up passing at 98, though she lived a long life. And being exposed to all of that, and then watching my health deteriorate. I was watching me deteriorate. And I loved the Lord, and I believe the Lord loved me so much that um, he spoke to me and uh, let me know that that part of my assignment was getting ready to end. Because if it hadn't, I don't believe you and I'd be speaking today. So I stay at the throne constantly to stay listening to hear directions on what I need to do. 2020, before this, the COVID thing broke, I heard in my spirit, um, check in with Mama Wade. Because I made this decision in 2019. I'm finna reverse this thing. I don't wanna be on pills all my life. I don't wanna live like this anymore. So I knew then I had to put in the work. I had an A1C of, um, 13.3, and that's too high. Then it went down to 10. Then it went down to nine. Then it went to eight, but it stayed basically eight, nine in that level. That's not good. High blood pressure, when I go, I mean, 140 over this, to the point where the doctor wanted me to take two blood pressure pills instead of one. So instead of me coming off of this stuff, it looked like I'm getting more and more on it. So once I decide, once I made my commitment, and once I put my will, attach my will to it, I made a decision. I'm finna reverse this thing. And I went in it and it was done so successfully to the point I wasn't watching my weight. I was just going after the diabetes. In the midst of going after the diabetes, my number came down from an eight point to a uh, 6.4. So now I'm in a real good range. Then I watched, I noticed my weight, my weight had came down while I come from 183 to now I'm like 161. Whoa, then I notice when I'm going for my blood pressure, everything is balanced. So I'm a teacher. I'm one who believe that, like I said, my experience I lived when I was living out there homeless or in that world there, why not share this with them? Something positive. So that's how better health, better me got birthed. 
bringing the knowledge and the information that I had to help the people out there that don't have time to gather information. I call myself the information gatherer. So they might not have time to gather that information. I gather it up. I set up for 30 minutes and I share it with somebody in my mind, believing that it's going to help somebody's life, better health. In order, in order for you to have a, be a better person, you have to have the better health. So let's tackle it. I challenge the A1CP. I challenge the diabetics. When we haven't, like today, I did it on, uh, today, two days, it's been on dealing with the mind. I call it mind cleansing because a lot of time we cleanse everything but our mind. So I went in and I shared with them in that aspect there on what to do, the importance of vitamin D. Guess what? You got a lot of black people didn't know how important it is for us, especially to take vitamin D. Vitamin D is more important than vitamin B because when you go in the hospital, especially for the COVID or whatever, guess what they test first to see where your vitamin D level is at. So I brought that information and it just started growing and growing in such a passion in my heart because guess what? I get the response back from the people saying, thank you. Keep bringing information, Mama Way. I appreciate it, Mama Way. So I get these people that uh, appreciate what I'm doing out there. So yeah, that 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 is so, <laughs> that is so locked in my heart, uh, Wendy. Uh, I couldn't go on this Monday because the Facebook and Twitter went down. Yeah. So I did Thursday and Friday. Why? Because I committed two days out of a week to a call of my family. That's my family. You know what I mean? And I get up in the morning for my family to go and let them know this is the information I got for this week. It's going to help somebody. So, yeah, you see the enthusiasm. You see me exercising sometime. You see me doing meals because our, our uh, better health, better me focus on the whole person. It's not just the physical. I'm talking about our whole, the mind, the body and your spirit. It just focus on that whole, our whole being, our total existence. And that's my assignment right now. That's why I believe the Lord have me at right now. Plus I still do a Zoom Bible study. It's, you know, it's not as a whole lot of people, but I still teach my Bible and do what I got to do. Uh, so I got me two heavy things that I'm really, really uh, engrossed in right now. Yeah. Well, for your better health, better me, when I went on that, that was a Thursday morning. When I went on that Thursday morning, I was just like glued and I was like, wow. And I typed to you, thank you very much, Jolinda, for sharing this information. I too am diabetic, but I'm type two. Okay. And you said to me, well, what's, where's your A1C at? <laughs> I'll never forget. I think it was like 7.7 or something. And you said, we just need to bring this down a bit. We're not really comfortable with 7.7 .7 or whatever it was. And I, I laughed and I said, she's absolutely right. And I was just sitting there listening to you talk about meals. And I was listening to you teach because I was newly diagnosed with diabetes. So I had no idea what was going on. I was scared. I was okay. petrified. I was, I would drink yeah. water and I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I was like, I lost so much weight and I was put on um, medication and, and, and my doctor said, you're not that bad. He says, I just want to bring you down. Yeah. So for me, your words meant a lot and it was always here. And I thought about you the other day because I went, I spoke to my doctor and now he said to me yesterday, he says, well, your A1C is 6.1. He says, so you're doing very, <laughs> yes. So he said to me, he said, you know what? He said, I don't know what you're doing. He said, but you 
are almost like not diabetic. He said, I just want right. to make sure he says, give yourself a couple of months, stay on the pills and everything. Cause I kept telling him, I, I want to do this naturally. Yes. And yes. So he said, you do what you feel is best for your body. He says, I'm just suggesting until December, you stay on the pills. He says, after that, we'll, we'll look at a natural or something different for you. He says, you might not even need it anymore. So for me, I'm saying to you, thank you because yeah. I, your message I mean, I was like, this is Jalinda Wade. And I remember you saying, no, we're not happy with the 7.7. <laughs> you said, you got to bring that down a bit. And I said, okay. And I said, I'm going to make it my mission to go down. So honestly, oh. I kept saying, when I go back next time, I was going to share it with you and say, guess yeah. what? I brought it down. But I only got, the point where I think it was yesterday. So I wanted to share it with you. So we're just, Thank that, I'm happy. So. Yeah. Thank I'm you. So I'm so happy for you, man. This is, it, it is, it's, it's worth being uh, afraid when you do get it because it's, people don't look at diabetes as being chronic. It's a chronic illness. You know, it comes, it, it takes our limbs, it takes our mind. It's just so much that it, it can take from us. And for you to go in there, it wasn't no accident that I believe you were sent to the page that day, but to go to the page that day and then say, okay, and all right, she, and then for you to take it to a 6.1, now the thing is, and I understand what your doctor's saying. Now the thing is, is to we're in the keeping now because just like it went, it can go again. Now he just want to watch you. That's all he's saying. Let's just go and see, and then let's see how we can do naturally. Because sometimes we'll go off, and we got to be careful going off. You know, it's about keeping it now. I'm so proud of you, Wendy. You don't know. Oh my God, I'm gonna say it Monday if you don't mind. I'm gonna tell everybody. No. I'm gonna tell no. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Please yes. keep it. Keep yes. it low. Keep that might be as far as he wants you to go because your body might can't do too low. Right. You know what I mean? That might be right. it. And if that's yes. it, then it's all about maintaining. You're already doing it, changing your lifestyle, exercising, cleansing your mind. Do your mind cleansing. You need yes. that. Yes. Need that time for Wendy to take Absolutely. care of Wendy because Wendy got all this other stuff. Yes. That Wendy have to do. Yes. Oh my uh, God. You, and this is the best part of the interview right here. I, I, I tell you. This really is. Yeah. No, and I see your passion when I when I go on and I see your passion. Um, I just love it because it made me engaged. It made me want to stay. Because sometimes, you know, when people do live and they see you, you know what I mean? They see you and then they, they call you out and you're like, oh, okay, what are they going to say? What are they going to say to me? What are they going to, you know what I mean? And I remember you saying you looked, you were, you were, I can't remember what we were making. I want to say pancakes. And you turned around and you looked at the screen. You said, oh, courtside moms. All right. All right. Courtside moms. What's going on? And I was like, oh, hi. And I was typing. It. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, yeah. in, I was in Florida at the time. Um, I needed to go to Florida just to be with my son and just to get peace. Yes. And I said, I just need to do something different. So like you said, it wasn't an accident that I literally sat outside and I opened my phone and it just popped up. I wasn't wow. even sitting there two minutes. Wow. And yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm so scared with diabetes. Who knew? I didn't know what you were talking about. I had no idea what it was. And right. here, that message that you were given was exactly the message I needed for that day. So mm -hmm. I never, I will never forget I will never forget that day. I'm telling you, when I looked and I said, thank you, Jolinda. And you just, you, you, you brought this, this liveliness to it. And what I loved was the way you were explaining it. 
you are a real teacher. You really are a wonderful teacher. The way you explain things, you broke things down for everybody because I was sitting there in limbo for four months, having no clue what to eat, what to do, how to, how to, you know what I mean? Look for my body. I was petrified. So when I was listening to you, I actually wrote notes. I had to find oh. these notes and I'm going to send them to you from the notes that I had from listening to you. So thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So Jalinda, if people want to find you, please tell us where can they find Jalinda Wade? So if anybody is uh, interested in um, what I'm doing with the Better Health, Better Me, the check-in with Mama Wade, or just period overall, uh, you can go to my website, www.jalindawade.com shop, and you can be able to uh, fill out the uh, little box information and um, you know, support, get a t-shirt, or you can go on there and leave a testimony, especially if you know about the Better Health, Better Me, and it have uh, helped you in any kind of way. Uh, you can post your testimony up there and be able to see the picture gallery that I have of others that have already supported. Would you like to talk to us about um, Divine Grace Behind the Walls? Divine Grace Behind the Walls. That was my first book that I wrote. And I wrote it from uh, behind the wall. Uh, mm -hmm. Behind the wall, you can see that that means uh, when I was in prison. Uh, I wrote the prayer aspect of it. The reflection part came when I was came home. Actually, I came home in 2003, the same year that Dwayne went to the league. God wrote the story the same, same year. And uh, I remember in 2004, the Spirit sent me to uh, find the reflections, find the uh, prayers and with the prayers, I sat and I said, oh, my God, this is going to be a book. And I felt intruded upon because I, that was the moment that I had with him when we were locked up. So now he's telling me I have to share my prayers and what happened with the world. So that's how uh, Divine Grace Behind the Wall got birthed. And it's a book of genuine prayers that I told him I didn't want them to change my prayers because Prayers to me, I was learning how to talk with God, how to communicate. I didn't have that communication with him. I didn't have that relationship with him when I was out there uh, in the world. So behind the wall was a great experience for me. I spent, um, I wasn't out there in the population with the people. I felt like he cuddled me, that put me in segregation, but it was 23, 24 hours in there with him. And, and uh, he was my librarian. He was getting me books in there to read and make sure we had our Bible and he put me up and have me to read it. And so that's how that became to, uh, to fruition, uh, divine grace behind the wall. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. And when you're saying that people sometimes don't know how to pray, how to pray, I, I was that person that didn't understand how to. Mm -hmm. And my childhood friend, um, she wrote a book called I Testify on Purpose. And she asked a bunch of people, just write something, write your, write your testimony or write your communication with God, write whatever you want. And she asked me to write something in it. And that's actually being published uh, right now. But for me, it was my time now to figure out mm. how to communicate, not to be shy. And someone said to me, be uncomfortable. He says, write what you're uncomfortable about. And he says, and you're going to see it's going to turn to your true testimony. And that's exactly what I did. And so this is why divine grace behind walls is so, you know what I mean? That's why I brought it up because I, I, I've seen it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is to me, 
it gives purpose and it can help so many. So I thank you because again, and this is true again, when I, when I saw your divine purpose, when I saw your book, it made me now not feel shy to write about what I thought would, you know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't, I'm not ashamed of anything I did, but it taught me how to communicate better with God. It taught me how to ask. It taught me to thank in advance and stop complaining about, you know what I mean? Cause you know, we're, we're quick to complain, but yet we're not, I don't know why we just don't thank in advance. And now it, for me, it flipped. Now it's thank you for so-and-so-and-so. Thank you for allowing me this, this, this. This is what I need to change, but I didn't know. So when I, when I researched you and I found this, it intrigued me. And I was like, prayer for me is where it's at. So again, thank you. So (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. My last question to you before we get to the fun facts is what is it like for you to be the courtside mom to Dwayne Wade? Oh, well, (laughs) it's, I'm going to say the biggest cheerleader, you know, uh, it's whatever he need me to be, you know, to be the presence. If I don't open my mouth, just to be the presence. If you just want to look over there at me, it's (laughs) just having my presence there. Uh, all that, all that means a lot uh, to be that corset mom for my my son, my child. I love it. Yes. So now we're going to talk about some fun facts. What was Dwayne's go-to dish that you make that he just must have? Oh my goodness! I don't think uh, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> That I made. Remember, Dwayne uh, went when he was young. Yeah. So what I, I what I did, I used to teach him and his sister Tregill how to cook. So I have them in the kitchen with me. And Dwayne always wanted to. He always wanted to do what his other what his big sister did. So I taught him how he was the dicer and she was the slicer, and I teach him how to cook <laughs> rice and stuff like that. But to say that I have a main dish uh, for that he loves. There's no, there's not one. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm too honest, but there's not one. I'm not going to make one up. There's not everybody, not everybody has. I I don't, (laughs) we don't have that. When I asked my son that question, he said um, fried chicken. And I laughed because I was like, I don't think he ever liked anything I made. So (laughs) it shocked me when he said something. So (laughs) I was like, really? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't see. Yeah. Other than a basketball, what is a childhood item he always had with him? Well, you know what? He's like a car. Um, he was uh, fascinated with this program. Uh, I can't think of the name of what a car talked. And um, oh, what is the name of that picture? But he always, it, it, it wasn't a bad, it was a car. He just mm-hmm. loved the cars. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, that's something. Yeah. I can't think of the name of the picture. It's crazy. I can see the guy, but I can't remember the name of that picture. And he always wanted a car to talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
his first car was saying, you're too close to the car. I said, boy, look at you. You don't win against you. You're a car that's tall. But I believe it stemmed from that being one of his favorite movies when he was a little guy. Oh, that's funny. You see, that toy inspired him. Like you said, when he finally bought his car, (laughs) spoke to him. The car said, you're getting too close to the car. So, my goodness. That's funny. Did you have a nickname for him? And if you did, what was it? Well, we called him Pac-Man. That's because that kid can take down some stuff. So my <laughs> actually my brother named him. They go, Pac-Man, get him. Cause if you got something laying down, Dwayne used to Dwayne used to a great appetite. He used to get him really down. I mean, he can eat. He can eat. <laughs> so that's what we called him, Pac-Man. We eat up everything. I love that. Now we're gonna ask you some advice questions. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to another courtside mom? about how to deal with a coaching decision that she does not agree with. Okay. Um, Once again, just remain supportive, you know, Um, get out of what you think should happen and trust in the gang and the moment where they're at right now. It'll calm you down. It'll calm you down. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, we we, we coaches too on the side. We we coach that mom too, you know. (laughs) Why you take, well, okay, Okay. I get it. I know, it's so funny you said that. Yes, we are courtside mob coaches, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) game time, if I'm not in the arena, I'm sitting at home and I'm texting and I'm, other moms on my son's team, we're going at it. <laughs> and we laugh all the time and we're like, whew, this can never go public. But it's just funny because it's all jokes and love. Yes, but we yes. laugh because sometimes we're like, do you know how silly we sound? We're not even coaches. We don't know what we're talking about. And we just laugh and I'm like, oh, see you next game, girl. And we hit. <laughs> that's it. So we yeah. call each other, yeah, um, couch coaches is what we call ourselves. <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. What advice would you give to a player about how to deal with a tough teammate? Um, give him his space. Um, continue to, you know, remain true to yours. To 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 you know, who you are, you know, uh-huh. and uh, because the teammate might be going through something that you don't know about. So you give them a space to go through, but you still remain uh, true to what, you've, what you're about. And you know what I do? I speak to them. Hey, how you doing today? Keep it moving, you know. Sometimes never know, I- just that saying something might, yes. you know, because we never know what I- individuals go through on these That's teams. Right sometimes acknowledging them could be just so powerful. Maybe powerful, that's yeah. maybe that's what they were waiting for is someone to yeah. to care, someone to show that I care about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes we people don't know and they just lash yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody's asked me, nobody's caring. And then it's like, just that simple, you good? That can yeah. mean everything, right? That's true, that's true. Yeah. My last question to you. It's if you could give only one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would that be? 
don't do not let the place that our sons have been brought to and the people who now have been crowding in do not let them crowd you out of your space because no one absolutely no one can take your space so don't let them crowd you out because this industry do that push families out but remember your place i had lucille o'neill to give me that advice when i when my son was a rookie when i first came in so that's what i would like to tell them your place is your place can nobody take it and get peace in that and hang there hang there wish you would mm -hmm. oh mom <laughs> yeah yeah oh i love that advice and it's so true because like you said, there are situations where families are pushed out. Moms are pushed out. I, I met a mother this summer at the summer league and she was talking about that, how she's being pushed out by the people surrounding her son. Yeah. And that to me was like, wow. And I remember saying to her, you don't allow that. You do not let him go. Yeah. Because nobody has his best interests at heart the way you do. And she said to me, I'm going to fight. Because at first she was like, oh, I was taken aback by it. She says, I'm just upset because I'm just in the background that I'm like, no, 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 no. You put yourself back at the forefront. That's because at the end yeah. of the day, your baby's going to need you. And everybody else, they see him differently than how you see him. Exactly. So yeah. she and I talk about it a lot. And now she's like, no, no, we're at a good place now. But it, you're right. It does happen. People just yeah. see this as moms. And for me... Moms, I we're gold. We are everything. And this is why I created this platform. Because so I'm like, wait a minute. How come everybody's talking about the players? And they'll talk about the sport. And they'll talk about dads. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. They came from somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Moms, we're about love. We're the nurturing side. That's the side I wanted people to know about. Not just like, yeah, you know, I used to go hoop with my dad and we used to play sports together. And I'm like, okay, but what about the other side? Yeah. What about that other side, for, you know what I mean, about you that that is not out there in the public? It's as if people are afraid to hear that human side, that loving side, that passionate side. And that's where moms come in. So I'm like, no, no, no. We need somewhere where the public can understand our boys, how they were raised, where they were raised, and our roles as mom. And to me, that is more important than anything. So with that said, I thank you because you just came in. You just gave us a wealth of knowledge about your son that a lot of people probably never even understood and they never understood it from your eyes and that's yeah. that's the eyes that matter to me is mama so i thank you jalinda you are such a beautiful individual you you impact so many people through your words and through your work and what you do and i look at your son and he does the same it's like you both do two different things, but at the same time, it's the same. He's impacting them, you know, athletically and, you know, being doing different things. And then here he has mom and she's impacting people. But together you represent strength to me in my eyes. So God love you both. And I thank you so, so, so much. It's going to tear me up 
for <laughs> for Thank spending you. time with Thank me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Do it naturally.